1: Right
0: now, Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil is $29.99 for a 5-quart jug. Its advanced formula provides maximum sludge protection, defending your engine like a catcher defends home plate. So, get top-notch engine protection with the Mobile One Full Synthetic
1: 5-quart jug for $29.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state, local taxes, or recycling fees. Offer ends 9 30
0: That's not a mascot. That's,
1: I don't even know what that is. Um, But they'll say, like, hey, this guy, he's got a nice bubble. They were two guys that really impressed us.
0: What's up, Draft Nerds? Thanks for joining us today. My name's Ken Swanson. I'm one of the writers of Arrowhead Pride. And this is the AP Chiefs Draft Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We were overwhelmed with all the responses and feedback we got last week. We had people listening in Brazil, in Korea, in the UK, in Canada. It was crazy. Uh, Really appreciate all the feedback. I'm joined today by my co-host on the show. You can find him on Twitter at Jacob Morley. He does draft work for Cheesehead TV. His name's Jake Stack. Jake, what kind of feedback have you got so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of positive feedback. I would say 50% of the feedback that I got was people asking me if I was related to Jack Stack. <laughs> um, just to clear the air, I'm, I'm not related to Jack Stack at all. I wish I was. Um, if I was related to Jack Stack, I'd be a much larger man. Um, I actually grew up in North Dakota, so my parents didn't know anything about Jack Stack when they named me Jake. Um, funny story about North Dakota kind of a small world. I actually went to the same high school as Seth Kaiser, real MN Chiefs fan. How weird is that? It's really weird. So I I, I mean, that's a small world, man. It is, and I, I just remember, you know, so Seth was older than me, and all of a sudden I see Kent tweeting at this guy. I'm like, wait, well, he looks familiar. And then I had no idea that he was writing for Arrowhead Pride and, and, and was a really good writer, too. So it was pretty cool, pretty neat to uh, kind of reconnect with him and, and uh, see you kind of have your talks with him is pretty neat
0: it's just a weird connection it's like yeah. you
1: know we're
0: we me and Jake were friends in college that's kind of where we bonded that's you know kind of how we started our relationship and I mean Jake goes farther back than like any of us with with Seth like I think that's just I think that's just bizarre that's
1: right and I gotta give a shout out to if uh, Seth is listening go highliners I don't, I don't even know what that is that was our high school mascot that's not a mascot
0: that's i don't even know what that is yeah okay okay well uh we got a really good show planned for you today, guys we have a lot of stuff to talk about um me and jake were at the nfl combine this weekend and it was a lot of fun got to connect with a lot of different people, got some information, stuff like that. We'll probably divulge a little bit of that here in a little bit. Um, Jake, what was your favorite part of our trip to the Combine?
1: Yeah, I think the coolest thing for me and being a longtime, you know, fan of the draft and and kind of being a nerd about the process and all this stuff, too. Um, it was kind of neat just to connect with people that, you know, are way smarter than us and are way more connected than us and just kind of to get that little bit, you know, that that peek behind the curtain a little bit and kind of see how things go and, um, and and kind of how the process works, and not just you know the process of the combine, but just kind of off season rumblings and things like that, just things that you kind of know about. But it's just, it's neat to just kind of hear that confirmed by guys that are in the know. Yeah, we got some good
0: information. Um, I'll we'll just I'll divulge a few little things that we heard. They're not really chief specific. There was one thing that was a little chief specific. Um, but we you know we asked around a little bit to a few people, and both me and Jake feel very good about our Jesse Bates grades, and that's before Daniel Jeremiah mocked him in his in the first round of his most recent mock
1: well rumor mill you know i think D- daniel jeremiah actually probably he probably listened to the show last I'll, week of
0: course that's that's true that's that's a good point he probably he did bumped his grade on him i'm sure yeah well and so jesse bates great and we, we had i have a second round grade on him jake actually has a round one grade on him and um it, i think those second round's Probably a fair range for him. Uh, that was pretty good to see. Um, another thing that hasn't been really put out there in public yet, but there was a lot of rumblings that we heard about Harrison Phillips' knee not checking out really great in the medicals. Um, that was something that was floating around a little bit there. Um, so something worth worth keeping an eye on. I know Chief Bearcat's a Harrison Phillips guy, so um, we'll just ha- we'll have to keep an eye on that one. It may not be good for your boy. Um, a lot of people, a lot of cousins to the Vikings talk there i mean you did you heard
1: a little bit yeah of that too, and Ray. that's i think that's becoming more mainstream now too i've seen a couple of reports in the last couple of days that it's almost a foregone conclusion that that's what's going to happen so um kind of cool to be ahead of that a little bit and just kind of hear about it and then, and then see it kind of come out on twitter and and you know it's we're still a week out of free agency who, who knows it's something the end, it's the end you of that's, that's something we heard a lot too is with all this stuff it always kind of being with the caveat of this is the NFL. Anything can happen.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, one other little thing, and this actually is a little bit Chiefs related. Um, it, I don't know if this is, I'm sure it's probably out there somewhere, but it does sound like uh, the the Texans were, were kind of in on Pat Mahomes a yeah. little bit, right? I mean, yep. I, I heard that a little bit too. Uh, I think he was specifically Bill Bill O'Brien's guy. Um, that was some rumblings out there too. So just, I mean, a couple of random tidbits. We heard some other stuff, but we're not newsbreakers. That's not really our job. Um, so we've got a few guys that we need to kind of talk about, some grades that have changed, and these are all guys that um, were profiled on Arrowhead Pride on the draftness list, some guys we've actually talked about on the podcast that had some grade adjustments for their athletic testing scores. Uh, Jair Alexander, for me, is now a first-round pick, believe it or not. Um, his athletic testing was great. Um, did, I, did, did, did that adjust that Yeah, he
1: bumped up to a first for me because he ran super well his vertical was good broad was good three cone was were really good he just the, the biggest the only thing for him is he didn't measure in as tall as i thought he was he's only 5'10 um for some and for some teams that'll take him off the draft board because he's only 5'10 but he's a first round talent as far as i'm concerned after that yeah. athletic testing same with me
0: uh hercules Mata off of my guy our guy actually um he lost his first round status he tested, I think, in like the seventeenth percentile athletically on his spark score. Was
1: really surprised. Yeah, I really expected him to to test well, and he just did. He didn't, and he, it was. I mean, w- w- even watching him live, it just it almost looked like he was pressing. He a looked nervous. Oh, yep. He
0: definitely looked nervous. Like he was slipping all over the place, and even like kind of like the the three cones and some of those aren't really. Broadcast, I don't think as much on TV, but we were just watching him on the side because they're doing him while some of the other position drills are actually running. We were in the building for the defensive linebacker, uh, defensive line linebacker group. So we were getting to watch the whole thing. He just looked nervous, uh, but I mean, he's still a good football player. I mean, let's not, let's don't get me wrong. He's still
1: a good football player, but he definitely lost. Uh, he lost. And I think uh, that's a break. good time to talk about. So what does the scouting combine mean as far as your draft grade? And I think it's it's a small percentage. It's a window that you can kind of, or a lens, excuse me, that you can kind of look through and say, does this athleticism that I see on tape, does it match up with the guy when he's spe- specifically tested on it? And for a guy like Hercules, you know what? It's kind of one of those things that you have to go back and watch him again um, because the type of athlete you see on tape wasn't really what showed up in Indianapolis because um, even his other numbers, they just really weren't good. Nope.
0: Uh, Durant's Armstrong. he His his 40 time wasn't great. I think all the other stuff was relatively good for him, but it's still based on the athletic percentile. Uh, his grade dropped for me down to a third round. He was kind of a fringe second, third guy. Um, Christian Kirk, his testing didn't turn out so great as far as his, his overall athletic score. He dropped to a second round grade. One of the bigger winners for me was DJ Moore. Uh, yeah. DJ Moore, he had a, an, an outstanding nfl combine and he's he got first round grade status so there was some grades that definitely got bumped some that got dropped it was kind of a mixed bag of those all right so we're going to talk about four different prospects today two were added to the draft miss list earlier uh this week Uh, and then two more that we have not talked about at all that will be going on the draft miss list today uh the first guy we're going to talk about today is mike Jasicki. He's a tight end from Penn State, 6'5", 246 pounds, and he scored on the 99th percentile uh, on the spark score at the Combine. Uh, and you know you know how, Jake, you know how all these tight end converts from basketball, we're always talking about, hey, did you know he mm-hmm. played basketball? It's like a running joke. Uh, we're going to have a new one here because Mike Jasicki played volleyball. Yeah,
1: he did win a slam dunk contest, though. Did, I do know that. Wait, did yeah. he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Well, he's got a 41.5-inch vertical. That yeah, so. makes sense. But uh, the thing about the thing about Mike
0: Jasicki, um, he's probably the bounciest tight end I've ever seen in my life. And the combine scores actually back that up. Um, he has one of the biggest catch radiuses I have ever seen. Um, he's a really fluid, smooth-moving route runner. I uh, really like him there. Uh, what are some of the stuff you like about him, Jake?
1: I think what's cool about him is like he's. I think he's your modern-day move tight end. It was interesting to me because watching him, I think both of us were kind of like, gosh, this guy can't block. You know, which, who, I don't know if you really care anymore if your tight end can block. But, he uh, he he put up twenty like twenty one or twenty two on the bench, which I know that doesn't always translate to being a good blocker, but he's stronger than I thought he was. Um, I think that's part
0: of why the spark score is yeah. high is because of some of those some of those weightlifting scores. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like density and stuff like that. But so like one thing I really liked about him is he's got really good feet at the line of scrimmage, especially for a guy his size, and and so that shows up with like his his three cone drill was special. Um, he's got he's got really good focus on a few catches. Um, he's got good body control. He's the type of guy that will go up and get the ball um so it's kind of neat to see like oh wow that's because he's six five with a almost a 42 inch vertical of course he's doing that um so it's always good to see those things match up because it doesn't always match up like sometimes these guys come in and jump out of the gym and you would have never known that by watching them play football but he's a guy um that is a really good football player that just so happens to be a, a special athlete too mm-hmm. well and you know i I think he's kind of the
0: the modern day version of an NFL tight end. I don't think he's a great blocker. In fact, I put, even in my article, I talked about my joke was he blocks like a kicker. Um, he just he looks awkward. He's not powerful. I, he has a hard time playing with leverage when he's trying to block. It's, it's not a pretty sight. Uh, some people said that he actually did better at the senior bowl blocking. I didn't see I haven't found a ton of clips of it um, of him doing it. So I'm going to have to check that out at some point. It doesn't matter to me, though, because I look at him and I see the the traits that he has um, as an athlete, as a pass catcher. I think those would line up perfectly with Patrick Mahomes. And that's really what we're trying to do is we're trying to put athletes around a, a young pass catcher. And I think this guy has probably one of what the biggest like
1: one of the biggest catch radiuses I've ever seen. I don't know about you. Yeah. Well, the one thing about him though is is I had to go back and watch him because when I first watched him, one thing that I thought about him was he, he seemed kind of linear um, and he didn't have great flexibility, but then you would look at his scores and say, Well, his his combine scores say he does um, but that's still something that bugs me a little bit with watching him run his routes is I don't think he's super flexible in his routes he's a little bit stiff uh, but that's okay, I mean he's he's he wins in other ways but yeah, you're absolutely right, because like, Mahomes is a guy that's going to be operating out of structure and there's going to be times where it's things are going to go, you know, going to go haywire, and he and he's going to need a guy that can go make a play on the ball. And one thing that Giseki can do is he he wins at the catch point really well, um, and that would be something that's going to fit, yeah, super well with with Mahomes. Yeah, and
0: i i like I like the idea of using him as kind of like a big slot. Like that's one thing I've talked about a little bit is just maybe utilizing him as a big slot and, and going twelve personnel with with him and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of vertically minded opportunities there. And I think that group particularly would be a lot of would be really difficult to to defend, especially if you put some guy on the other side of those guys, like an X receiver with some speed, some downhill ability or downfield ability.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you defend that. I mean honestly and the way tight end like it's so hard to find one good tight end because, and you know, they're there's such a matchup nightmare. The quickest way to the end zone is the middle of the field, especially with a young tight end or excuse me, a young quarterback, that's where he's gonna wanna work is he's gonna wanna move he's gonna wanna move the ball in the middle of the field. Um, having two legit threats at the tight end position would be a nightmare for defenses, especially when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill. Um, the thing with tight ends, though, too, is it's probably the slowest developing position in the NFL, which is kind of a bummer. Typically, you don't see rookies come in and, and light the league up unless you're unless it's your boy Evan Ingram. I was going to say my, I'm, I'm going
0: to counter to that a little bit because yes, I do agree. The, the thing with like some tight end transition is because they're asked to be a true in line tight end right away. There's a there's a difficult transition trying to learn you know stuff that's involved on the line of scrimmage as a blocker and as a receiver. But you look at Evan Ingram; he was a guy that. He came in right away, and he's really just a big receiver. I'm not sure Mike Jasicki's not just a big receiver, but he's just a really good big receiver. I, I think there's an opportunity for him to be able to
1: have success early um, well, that, especially with he's got Kelsey across the field from him, so he's not going to have to come in and say, "Hey, we need you to be our stud receiving threat at tight end." Right now, we already have you already have that with Travis Kelsey. Um, so, Gasecki, what can you do well for us? Let's give you let's you know let's give you three things.
0: Run him up if, the seam yep. was one of them. Yep. I mean, you could you, I mean you could even like run him as like an ISO guy. You know, if you're if you know you tilt the t- you tilt the field, you put Kelsey and Hill over in the boundary, and you give Gasecki all the space in the world. Stuff like that. Like there's a way to use him. Um, um I do think he's more he's best using like just anything that's allowing him to do speed cuts and I don't really think you want him changing direction a ton without you know being at full speed uh, I thought his hips were actually pretty fluid I know you've kind of said you think he's a little bit stiff I saw a little bit and I thought his hips were pretty fluid um especially when he's running speed cuts like you know outs and digs and stuff like that so um he's a guy I'm definitely interested in I have an 81.9 grade on him it's a second round grade Uh, It was bumped up from a third round grade after the athletic testing. And I think he makes a lot of sense for the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I I still have him at and I still may be a little bit low on him because I have him at a 7.7, which is uh, an early third. Um, And yeah, I'd be more than willing to admit that. Yeah. When he goes in the second, that's probably I'll probably be a little bit low on him.
0: Uh, yeah, so that's a guy that I, I'm interested in. I know that's, it was kind of up for debate a little bit on Arrowhead Pride this week. Uh, it was kind of really good to see some of the feedback and the back and forth on that. I mean, he's not for everybody, but he's definitely a guy I'm interested in. Uh, the next guy is uh, number, uh, it's, his name's Tim Settle. His, uh, he's 6'3, 329 from Virginia Tech, and he's going to be 20 years old on draft day. Uh, he did not have a very good. Uh, combine this weekend Uh, but he's a he's a Chiefs kingdom darling I know a lot of people that really like him as a prospect I do too Um, but a second a a second percentile
1: athlete Jake yeah that's that's stunning he's bad I mean, he's not bad. Sorry, I don't, he's not bad. But that was his performance was bad at the combine. There's no way he did not put up the numbers he wanted to. When you watch, you put on his tape, you don't see a guy that's a terrible
0: athlete. At least I don't. You know, I see some quickness and some strength, some agility, some flexibility. Like I know a guy tried. I saw a guy try to cut him, and he just bounced up really quickly. You know, he he didn't have any issues there. But when you when you put him in the in the underwear Olympics, he just looks like you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy, it was, it was terrible. Um, The things I like about him, I just think he's, a. I think, I think he's young. He's got a lot of upside. Um, There was, there was flashes of productivity, flashes of ability, and it's just a matter of him putting it all together. Um, And I think his body needs to be reworked a little bit too. And and, and if you get him into an NFL environment where he's having to rework his body and he's having, you know, to, to work on his technique and grow, I think there's a, there's a, a way for him to thrive, uh, and develop nicely as an NFL defensive tackle. What do you think about him, Jay? I
1: know on the even on the coverage, Mayock, or someone said that they would like to see him play at 315, 310 range, and I agree with that because he he yeah. looks, he carries, I think the weight he carries, it, it looks like bad weight. Yep. Um, and I watched him after the combine. I know you watched him before, so we had a little bit different um, view as watching him. So I'm, I'm watching him through the lens of, okay, so why is he a bad athlete? Like, why, why didn't he test well at the combine? And the the biggest takeaway I had with that is he's got a really good initial burst. Like like I mean he he he's got a good powerful punch, but if you watch him closely, where I think he struggles with athleticism is is in his feet. He will his feet will stop moving. He gets his he gets his shoulders twisted pretty easily and can get get rerouted and redirected. Um, and he's on. I think he's on the ground a ton. A lot. That um, is a big
0: issue I had with him too.
1: He if you watch the I think it's the Pittsburgh game. I counted him getting pancaked five times after the fact I noticed wow he's on the ground a lot and I think a lot of that is because he he kind of he is he's a limited athlete um and I think his feet kind of get get out from underneath him and he can and he gets kind of out in front of his skis and he's got all that weight and he ends up getting pancaked and then you can't really make a play on the ground
0: yeah and one of the issues I had with him um so like I don't think he's particularly disciplined yet either. Sure, um, he got like so. Teams run like sometimes teams will isolate interior defensive linemen on like run plays, basically leaving them as the unblocked man. You like with a zone read, you'll normally see the end be unblocked so they can read that guy. Um, I saw a couple instances where Tim Settle was the guy being read. And he just he looked lost. He he had no idea where the ball is or what was happening. He just got completely off guard, which is why you do that on offense. But um, he had no real great awareness. Um, Those are you know there's there's some things he definitely needs to work on. He you're absolutely right, Jake. I completely agree with that. He's on the ground way too much. Um, His moments of disruption are really interesting to me, especially for a guy that looks like if you reworked his body and Mm -hmm. the fact that he's only 20 years old. Those I mean that's a guy that you can
1: develop um and so i have a third round grade on him uh jake what did you have on him i have a fourth and and I'm I'm dogging on him, but really I liked a lot of what he brings to the table too, and and that's a position that if you have that first initial burst, like I was talking about, that's really all you need. Um, he's you know what he may not be a guy that's ever going to get you five sacks, but he can. I think he's a guy that if you work with him, like you said, uh, he's a 20 year old guy. He's he's he looks pretty strong. He could two gap for you. I think I really think he could. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think he's a in in the third to fourth range. Um, that's kind of what you're looking for. Um, is a guy that you know maybe doesn't have everything right now, but definitely has a few traits that are really workable. And I think everything he has, I mean, the, the the athleticism is a red flag, but everything else looks like it's coachable.
0: Right. And I think that's I think that's what you're banking on is your ability to develop him. Now, whether he has the football character to be able to do that, I have zero idea. But um, I think you could put him in a situation where he's getting you know some rotational. Uh, re- opportunities early and just kind of work him in as time goes along. Um, I think he could still contribute in some capacity this year. Um, but that's a guy, you know, I think I've, I I dropped based on his athletic testing. He was a late second. Now he's a third round grade. Uh, so I I'd, I'd definitely take a look at him. Uh, I know there's varying opinions on him, but he's a guy I really like. Okay, so those two, uh, you can find write-ups on them on Arrowhead Pride right now. They uh, I think they posted on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to add two different players to the draft miss list today uh, that haven't been written up on yet, but they were two guys that really impressed us when we were at the Combine watching them run drills. And the first guy is a guy named Kyle, Kylie, not Kyle, Kylie. How about that? I, uh, I've, I've screwed that up so many times this week. You have no idea. Uh, his name's Kylie Fitz. And he's 6'4, 263 pound edge rusher from Utah. Um, he's going to turn, turn turn 24 uh, his rookie year. Um, he's kind of an older prospect, uh, but he was an 82nd percentile spark score this week, uh, which helped give him a little bit of a bump for me. Um, I like him. What do you think about him,
1: Jake? I, I like him. I liked him a lot. Watching him in the drills, the biggest, like everything he was doing was was smooth. He's got really good hips. He could change, he changes directions really well at multiple levels. The thing with him, when you watch him at Utah, he played, he played end. I want to see him um, in a 3 4 where he's going to have a little bit more space between him and a tackle. Um, I think he can do a lot with his lateral movement ability uh, because what he really struggled with at Utah was disengaging sometimes, but he's really smoothed up the field. Um, he's he's a really good athlete. He's good enough to stay on his feet when he gets cut. Um, what I thought was really fun with him is uh, teams were obviously game planning for him, and which is cool because this is a guy I didn't know a ton about before the combine. So to see like other colleges had a ton of respect for him. There was one particular play. Where uh, I forget who he was playing, but they were running an outside zone, and he was on the backside. And typically, the backside end you would you wouldn't you give him. You, you don't block him. They blocked him. They went and they went and went after him because I think they just knew from scouting him like this guy can go make a play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty neat to see. I, uh, I like him. You know, I I think he's one of like I
0: he's just a dense athlete. Like he's big and a long. He's got a really great build. Um and he moves extremely well for a guy his size. I was surprised at how well he dropped in coverage. His yeah. hips were really smooth. You saw that in the combine drills too. I just was very impressed by how fluid of a mover he was for a guy his size. You you see guys with long, you know, long builds, but this guy's dense too. Um he's he's very stout and he's he's pretty powerful. I think he can go speed to power pretty nice. Uh, he's got a really nice inside counter move. Um he should be able to set a good edge pretty quick too.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um and he had yeah, he he's he's a strong guy. He put up thirty one on the bench. He's got I think he's got thirty three inch arms. Yeah, he does. Um so he's got I mean, he's got a lot to work with. Uh big thing for him though is he was dinged up quite a bit at Utah. Um, I do know that. I think he even I think he redshirted and had a medical redshirt. I could be wrong about that, but he's yeah, he's an older prospect. You know, um my thing with him, um I, I don't think he's particularly
0: consistent yet. Um, I didn't think he played with great leverage and hands all the time. I think it was actually pretty on on the on the below average side honestly there. Um, and I didn't see him
1: really bend the edge a ton. I think it's there, but it's yeah, not consistent right my, my the first line in my notes of his negatives is everything positive listed is in no way consistent.
0: yeah no I, and I'm totally with you on all of that like you you watch him and you see flashes um, and the thing that's you know the thing that about him is like if he was a 21 year old, and if he had three years, you know, more opportunities to develop coming out of the draft, he'd probably be like a second round pick. But you're looking at a 24 year old guy that has a lot of inconsistencies in his game, albeit great athletic, you know, profile. Those, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes. Um, because I think there's a lot
1: there. It's just a matter of developing technique and all that stuff. And there's there's a, a you know a way of thinking out there that you know some people will say well, when you're 24 you're no longer a prospect, right? Um, right. And so that is older. And so the thought, the the theory behind that is when you're 24 you're pretty much maxed out physically, right? And like, and,
0: but and, but him physically, I'm fine. The, phys- the physical traits are not what I'm worried about. It's just more about his ability you know, to continue to develop with his technique with, with leverage, with hands. Um, he doesn't have a plan. He doesn't have a plan. And I, I really, I don't think he had a great rep. I mean, his repertoire was poor. It really Mm -hmm. was like, there's an inside tech, you know, he's kind of got like a little inside counter and a power rush, uh, a bull rush, but that was about it. I give him a fourth round grade though, still, because this is a guy, these are the kind of guys that, I mean, uh, athletic traits are there. You just need to try to work and develop, um, Technique and I you know if he gets into a system where he's getting to do football full-time It might not be as long of a learning curve for him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he makes sense for the Chiefs Um, I think he could be a rotational player uh, In a limited role and I think he might be able to you know Like for I he might be he might be decent setting the edge quick It just might be a matter of what kind of pass rush juice you can get out of him Um, So he's a guy wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, upset with the Chiefs taking and taking a look at in the fourth round um, he is making the draft miss list. He's a guy that I would be very happy uh, with the Chiefs, you know, getting a look at. Uh, we got one more prospect today, and this might be my favorite, one of my new favorite pros uh, projects uh, prospects in this entire class. Um, and he really impressed us. He came out of nowhere, like when we were watching him at the combine. Like he was, he was just very surprising as an athlete. His name's Josh Sweat, six five, two hundred and fifty one pounds from Florida State. Uh, Entered as a junior, is turning twenty one in a couple weeks. He's not even twenty one yet, and he scored in the ninety sixth percentile of a spark score, which is just it's remarkable how how great he looked when we were there in Indianapolis watching him run in drills.
1: Yeah, and I I I like the phrase I gave him. I call him uh, a gumby pass rusher because he can contort his body and still move upfield with so much speed and power it's unreal if you go watch his tape against NC State 1 minute into the game like he's bent over like in a weird way but he's still just walking the O tackle back into the backfield and then on top of it he somehow has the wherewithal to to make the play on the ball. Mm-hmm. And you look at that, and usually when a guy gets their shoulders kind of turned around like that, you're like, he's in trouble because he's going to start getting manipulated with where he's going. But he does it consistently. He, his his flexibility and lateral movement, is it's special. It is very special. And you know, okay, so this is probably a little
0: TMI. I normally sit there, and when I'm watching Prospects, it's normally at night when my wife goes to bed. And every now and then, You'll just have a few, you'll have a few plays that like just make you like like jump up like out of just like, oh, this is incredible. Like, you know, it was really cool, like a, an incredible moment. Those are the prospects that get me excited. I had a couple of those last night when I was watching, I just kind of like sat up real quick. I was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. Um, he just flashes some like really special ability and his athleticism pops on the tape. Um, he's dense, he's long, he's fast, he's quick. Um, he can go speed to power. He's pretty stout at the point of attack. I
1: thought. Yep. Uh, he, he does a good job of um, of using his length too. I mean, he's got yes. he's got thirty four inch arms, which that's. I th- I, I'm a firm believer on that stuff does matter. Like some people get sick of that, but if you use it well, and it's all how you use it. If, right. you, if you got short arms, you can still you're you can still be fine if you know how to use them well. But it just gives it gives you some wiggle room. I and mean, he's got he's got long arms, and I think he does a pretty good job
0: with them. When he plays with great leverage, it's it's outstanding, and it's really really fun to watch. Um, I think he has the potential to be great, not just good. Like he's one of those guys that just has the athletic traits to potentially be great someday. Now, whether or not he hits that goal, I don't know. Um, there's some, there's, there's a lot of inconsistency in yep. his game and he's, he's got some medical history that's probably going to make him uh, is probably going to ding him a little bit too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And there's a reason, there's a reason he wasn't super great at Florida state, even with all that athletic ability. So um, it's going to take the right coach. It's going to take the right system to really get into and tap out that potential. And then, and if, but if they, man, if it can hit, he's right. He could be special.
0: Yeah. He's got to work on his eye discipline. Um, it's not always there. I mean, everything's just inconsistent. Um, he sometimes like when he was like the, when he was the read guy in his own read, like I wasn't super impressed. I don't know if it was his eyes or if it was just poor change of direction. It might've been a little bit of both, but um, I think, you know, I think it's there. I have a third round grade on him. Uh, he's still really young, even though his medical grades aren't great. I mean, he's just an athletic freak, and he's a guy I would love to see the Chiefs develop. And you already know that guy's going on the draft miss list. Um, I'm very interested to see where he goes. I, you know, I've heard some people say he might be a second round grade, so or a second round pick. So we'll see. Um,
1: those guys are hard to find. Like that, that's what it comes down to. Is if you have that type of length and athletic ability. Those they just they don't grow on trees. You know, receivers, corner, like those guys, like there's a lot of those guys. You can find um, value a lot of different rounds. But yeah. that's why these guys go high, because they're tough to find.
0: And I think that's part of why athletic measurables are so important with this whole process is, you know, um, some, a guy with limited athleticism is probably always going to have th- limited athleticism whether or not he's, you know, a really talented football player. It's the guys that are able to, you know maximize their ceiling with their athletic traits, melding them with you know some of the the mental stuff. so um, he's definitely a guy that could turn into a very 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 good football player. Okay, so that's it for the prospects this week and we do have a scouting term of the week, Jake. What is it this week?
1: Yeah, so last week, just to recap, was uh, Body Beautiful. Um, used that a lot this week. Um, tried to slip that into as many sentences as I could. Well,
0: and shout out to, like, we had a couple of people using Body Beautiful as, like, a hashtag it's good on hashtag, Twitter yeah. and all that stuff. So, shout out to
1: everybody that was using Body Beautiful. Uh, uh, what, so, this week, so it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with Body Beautiful. It's just more specific. And you may hear this, especially, they use it about, like, bigger guys. Um, but they'll say, like, hey, this guy, he's got a nice bubble. And you may be like, "What does that mean?" I know what a bubble is, um, but that's like his butt. He's got like a good, like he's got a good butt. And the reason you want a guy with a good butt or a good bubble is because typically, if you have a nice bubble, it means you can anchor well. It means you got a lot of muscle in there. It means that you can probably hold your ground and not get moved around that much. I know, I know, Matt Miller, uh, NFL draft scout on Twitter, got in trouble. Well, like
0: last summer, everybody was just giving him a really hard time because he was fawning over someone's bubble, uh, and it was it was some defensive lineman's butt and his, his lower his lower body. You know, it's just basically a guy that's able to, like you said, anchor. He's not really going to get moved. He's going to have a hard time um, being moved off the ball because he's just got an immense and
1: dense lower body. Right. Like, I know this is dating a couple of years ago, but like Dontari Poe, when yep. he came out of Memphis. I was about
0: to use that example anyway. Bubble. He yeah. had a bubble. Yeah, Dontari had a bubble. I'm trying to think if anybody really has a bubble.
1: Chris Jones, maybe, but not not really. He's nah. more of a lanky kind of guy. guy.
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, if you guys want to uh, reach out to us on Twitter and tell us who you think has the best bubble on the Chiefs... And if you want to say Patrick Mahomes just because Patrick Mahomes is your president, that's fine. Patrick Mahomes has the best everything. He has. The, exactly. I, I called him today. I called him Aaron Rodgers, but more handsome. Like I was that was my comp for for Mahomes. His future is just Aaron Rodgers, but more handsome. You tell me
1: when he dated Olivia Munn.
0: Yeah, that's true. I that He's got a ways to go there and he's going to have a hard time. He's going to have a really hard time trying to find a girl like Olivia Munn when he sounds like Kermit the Frog, like with a sore throat like that's just what, like that's like that's my comp for him he's just like he's got like a he's got a he, he is a frog he's like you he got a frog in his throat no he is a frog like he just sounds like a like a like a coarse kermit the frog yeah, i wish you were wrong no i'd say it's, it's right. not no <laughs> well guys that's it for this week really appreciate y'all uh taking the time to to hang out with us we'll be back next week we got more to talk about uh you can find me on Twitter at Kent underscore Swanson if you ever want to talk draft. You can find Jake at Jacob Morley on Twitter. We're both there. We're always ready to talk talk prospects. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Hi, I'm Kristen from Safeway. Your grocery shopping just got easier. Did you know we can deliver your groceries the same day through Safeway.com? Shop online and have your groceries handpicked
1: for you, and then delivered to your home
0: or office. Plus, you'll get free delivery with your first online order. Service available in select areas and may be provided by a partner whose pricing and policies apply. Visit shop.safeway.com. This is Kristen from Safeway, and we'll be on your doorstep soon.
1: Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time.